American soccer fans, welcome to episode 77 of the Stars and Stripes FC podcast. Donald Wine here, manager of Stars and Stripes FC, your source for all things U.S. national teams, the players that comprise them, and everything else surrounding the game of soccer in America. I am back after a couple of weeks absence, but trust me, it was a long trip. It was a great trip. And I'm here to talk all about everything that has happened. We are in the World Cup. The United States men's national team qualifies for the World Cup. We will obviously talk about the window, the World Cup draw. We are in the World Cup. We obviously found out who we will draw in the 2022 World Cup. I was in Doha at the World Cup draw, which is something that still blows my mind. We will talk about that. We also have the Nations League draw, the greatest tournament in the world. We are in League A. Group D, we defend our title. We find out who we play there. That happened on Monday. We will talk about that after the break. And then also after the break, we will address a rumor of the 2024 Copa America. Let's save that for after the break. But right now, let's talk about the meat. Let's talk about what we came here for. And that is the United States men's national team qualifying for the 2022 World Cup. It, it We had some ups and downs. We had some... Uh, some probably nervous people on that final match date in Costa Rica, but we finally get the job done. Despite the loss in Costa Rica, the United States men's national team qualify third. They directly qualified to the 2022 World Cup. Costa Rica finishes in fourth. Canada and Mexico tie for first. Canada is first by goal difference. So uh, let's go through the window real quick. Uh, it started on March 24th at the Estadio Azteca in Mexico City. Mexico zero, USA zero. For the third straight time, the U.S. leaves Azteca with a point. Uh, I was privileged enough to be in the building. And and the building was reduced capacity. They had about 50,000 people there. But the American fans who were there, about 750 of them, were incredible. It was a loud, loud, boisterous away section just battling. And, and, And for this game, the United States it's almost you felt like they should have won because they had more of the chances. They were the better team on the night, I thought. They also had a couple of really good scoring opportunities, one by Christian Pulisic, the the other by Jordan Pifak. We had a Maradona-esque run by Gio Reyna that almost resulted in a scoring opportunity, uh, but was just beautiful to watch nonetheless. And the United States really, I thought, held uh, Mexico to do what they wanted. And Mexico was trying to battle in front of their home crowd. They couldn't get a lot of things going. Obviously, they had a couple of scoring chances on their own, but I think the best team on the night was the United States, and to walk out of there with a point was what they wanted. I mean, you obviously want the win, but to leave with a point from Azteca is nothing to be ashamed about. And that takes us to the game in Orlando, which took place on March 27th. That was the game against Panama, the final home qualifier for the United States and they came out firing from the opening whistle. They got a penalty early. They used that to ride to a 5-1 victory over Panama. That game, in essence, removed Panama from the conversation, and it made it the final four, Canada, Mexico, the United States, and Costa Rica. And the United States, at that point, was all but assured of qualification. They entered that final match day against Costa Rica, needing only to lose by five. That's right. They had to lose by five, and they still could have made the World Cup directly. If they lost by six, they would have been leapfrogged by Costa Rica, and then they would have been in the Inter-Confederation playoff that takes place in Qatar in June. So they enter that match, again, 
They entered Estadio Azteca. They had never won a World Cup qualifier there. They escaped with a draw. They enter Estadio Nacional, Costa Rica. They have never won on the road there at all during World Cup qualifying in the United States. They were tight in the first half, and I think the game itself was tight, but they held their own. It was 0-0 at the half, and you felt good about that because, again, escaping with any point would have been fine. Even escaping with a 1-0 loss would have been fine. They came out, and there was a couple of mistakes, and it was really just two mistakes by the United States that led to two goals very quickly in the 51st and the 59th minute by Costa Rica, and that's kind of what made people kind of nervous because we've seen games fall apart at Estadio Nacional or at Saprissa down in San Jose. So, but at that point, the United States was still in and they still just had to hold and hold. They did. It was, <laughs> it was a game that probably gave a lot of people a lot of, a lot of anxiety. They were probably pacing people in the stands probably were trying to check out the scores, but in the end, it was a two, nothing loss for the United States. And it was probably the best two, nothing loss they've ever had because that loss secured their third place standing in the octagonal round and it secured them a place in the world cup so despite the loss the guys were upset about the loss but they were able to put that aside and start the celebrations fans american fans both in costa rica i was in doha people around the country were celebrating even if we're backing our way in through by a loss that does not matter the point of playing in the octagonal is one just to qualify for the World Cup. That's it. It does not matter how you get there. We knew this was going to be a paved road that at times had potholes, ups and downs, valleys, high heavens. It had it all. We had great gains. We had terrible games. But in the end, the journey is to get to the World Cup. And they completed that journey. They are now in the World Cup. We look forward to November and the United States will be there. Incredible moment for just U.S. soccer for all of us. I mean, again, I was in Cuba in October 2017. I, I felt proud that I was in Doha watching this team clinch a World Cup spot on my computer while waiting to hear their name called at the World Cup draw. It is exactly the redemption song that we needed. And, and for all the players, uh, congratulations to the coaching staff, Greg Berhalter and his coaching staff. Congratulations to all of you fans out there, congratulations. All of you who believed that this could happen, that this can get done, and that the United States can make their way back to the World Cup. This is for all of us. So uh, if you're, if you're ha- having a toast while you're watching, while you're listening to this show, uh, please do so and take one for me because right now um, it is just, I'm just happy that the United States is back in the World Cup. So now that we're in the World Cup, Just a few days after that final match in Costa Rica, the U.S. learned who they would be facing in said World Cup. I was at the World Cup draw in Doha. Again, just an absolutely like mind-boggling experience to be there, just to be in Doha, to be surrounded with Samuel Eto'o just a couple rows away from me while I'm chilling at the back of this huge room where the ping pong balls were being pulled out out of the bowl and the whole world billions of people learning who would play who in the 2022 world cup just absolutely incredible uh that i was you know just lucky enough to be there and i i'm really really just fortunate that i was able to be in the building uh, but really for the united states and for us as fans 
we find out who we're playing. And for the World Cup draw, obviously broken up into eight groups, A through H, and the United States did not have to wait long to hear their name called. They were in pot two, and they were selected into group B. Now, joining them in group B will be England, Iran, and the winner of the European playoff between Wales, Scotland, and the Ukraine. An interesting, just an interesting group. You know, the storylines of England, I almost, you know, once they slotted England, I almost just knew that they were going to draw England in this World Cup. Uh, We go back to 2010 to that epic game that we had in South Africa. Then you also have Iran, a team we have not faced since 1998 in the World Cup. Of course, that was a loss for the United States back then. They're hoping to make that, they're hoping to right that ship in November. And then either Wales, Scotland, or Ukraine, it'll be interesting to see who comes out of that playoff. For all intents and purposes, it sounds like the Ukraine may not be ready to play in June. They've already asked for the playoff to be pushed back even further. UEFA has at this point rejected that uh, request. And it's just unfortunate that they're in a situation that they have to kind of put aside the fact that they are being invaded by Russia to play a game of soccer uh, to try and get to the World Cup. But Right now, that's the situation that they are in. And they either face, they will face Scotland and then the winner will face Wales. And either of those teams, any of those teams would be a decent matchup for the United States. But this is a group that I think the U.S. can get out of. Iran is very good. England is very good. But each of these teams have their holes. And so do the United States. We obviously have some questions at, you know, at striker who's going to provide the goals. Uh, will Christian Pulisic be healthy? And all these guys that we've had out, will they all be healthy for the World Cup? It's always going to be a question. But the U.S. at full strength can get out of this group, and it'll be uh, great to watch them uh, try. They have three games. They first start against the European winner, uh, either Wales, Scotland, or Ukraine. That will be on the opening day of the World Cup, November 21st, at 10 p.m. local time, 2 p.m. Eastern time. Keep in mind that all of the matches in the group stage for the United States will be at 2 p.m. Eastern time, 10 p.m. in Doha. Uh, I think that's great for TV, and really it will bode well for fans trying to watch. The second game will be on Black Friday against England. Everybody has the day off for Black Friday. You don't need to go to the stores. Y'all don't need stuff. Just go to your local bar, go to your, t- go to your TVs, get your TVs ready, have your watch parties, go to the arenas or wherever they're going to be having huge watch parties and watch that game on Black Friday against England. And then finally. On November 29th, they will wrap up the group stage with that match against Iran, and hopefully that will be the match that sends them to the round of 16. Again, there are 32 teams in this World Cup. The U.S. is one of them. We're glad to be one of them. Uh, Other teams that are in this draw from CONCACAF, obviously Mexico. Mexico is in Group C with Argentina, Saudi Arabia, and Poland. You also have Group E, which will have Costa Rica if they win their playoff against New Zealand, Spain. Germany and Japan. So Costa Rica did not get a good draw there. And then in group F, you have Canada, the winners of the octagon. They will face Belgium, Morocco, and Croatia. So there's CONCACAF. The United States, I think, is in a good position to, you know, play well, get out of the group. And if they can get out of the group, who knows what can happen? It's it's the knockout stage of the World Cup where anything can happen. So congratulations once again to the United States and to all of us. We will see you in Qatar in November. Let's pause for a quick break on the other side. There was another draw that took place earlier this week. 
And we will talk about the Nations League draw and what that means. And also the rumor that the Copa America could be coming to the United States. Is it true? I will tell you after this. We are back, and my favorite tournament in the world is here. The Nations League is here. It's the most important tournament in the world. It is the biggest tournament. It is the best tournament. It is the awesomest tournament. It has all the vibes. We are so ready for the Nations League. And the draw was this past Monday night in Miami uh, in a room of what sounded like three people. Um, they did this draw to break up all of League A, League B, and League C. Now, The United States, of course, is the defending champion. They're the first champion. They're the only champion, and they're the best champion in the history of this tournament. So we are in League A along with Mexico, and they were drawn into Group D of League A. Joining them will be El Salvador and Grenada. So uh, interesting because we get to see El Salvador again. We will travel to Estadio Cuscatlan in June. We will also host Grenada in June, right before we head down to San Salvador. And then in March of 2023, we will see the other two matches that will be a road trip to Carini James Stadium in Grenada, followed by a return to the United States to finish up with a home match against El Salvador. So I think it's a group that is a decent draw for the United States. Uh, I'll go through the other groups in Liga very quickly. Group A was Mexico, Jamaica, and Suriname. Group B is Costa Rica, Panama, and Martinique. And Group C is Canada, Honduras, and Curacao. Uh, For the United States, El Salvador, a team that they should beat on the road. Uh, They got a 0-0 draw in Cuscatlan last time. But if they play like they are playing, and also they're going to be bringing a lot of the guys that may be featuring in the World Cup, obviously the United States wants to go down and show that they can take care of business against the teams that they need to be taking care of business against, and that is El Salvador. And then also Grenada, that should be an easy home match, but that is why they play the games in the Nations League. And Grenada is going to want to come out and show that they belong in League A by upsetting the Americans. So the Stars and Stripes are going to have their work cut out for them, but I think they are ready for the Nations League draw. And I hope you guys are ready. Again, those match dates coming up in June, June 10th at home against Grenada, followed by a June 14th appearance at Estadio Cuscatlan against El Salvador. Our last segment is a rumor that I wanted to kind of address and put out there that has come out over the last day or so, and it is about the 2024 Copa America. Now, you're probably wondering why the 2024 Copa America has anything to do with the United States, and the reason is is that the report is that the United States is being asked to join for the 2024 Copa America. Obviously, After this fall, the United States will not have World Cup qualifying for four years because they will be hosting, along with Mexico and Canada, the 2026 World Cup. And because of that, they're going to need opportunities to play good competition in competitive matches. And the 2024 Copa America stands out like a sore thumb as a place that the United States would want to get involved. However, the report goes on, the one that is being circulated, the report goes on to say that the negotiations are not just about the United States playing in Copa America in 2024. It's that they are trying to get 
the tournament to be played in the United States. Now, obviously, there is precedent for this. In 2016, the Copa America Centenario was played in the United States. It was kind of a one-off tournament to recognize the 100 years of the Copa America. But this one is different because right now, the 2024 Copa America is supposed to be played in Ecuador. And this would be a shift in the rotation that Bowl already has with its 10 teams and hosting Copa America. Ecuador has was supposed to actually host in 2020. They switched with Brazil, and now they're slated to host in 2024. And this report is saying that that is not true, that they're going to hold the United States. Well, there's a couple of things that I want to address about this. One, it should be played in Ecuador. It's been announced that it's playing in Ecuador. When they played last year, they basically said, see you in Ecuador in 2024. This report, people are forgetting the fact that just this past summer, Ecuador was was told to be the host of this tournament in 2024, and they're preparing to do so. The second thing is this. The United States should not be forcing another region's tournament to be played in the United States. They should be going to play in that tournament. They should go to Ecuador. And I think a lot of fans would agree with me when I say that the U.S. should play more games away from home. Yes, the World Cup is going to be played in the United States. They will have plenty of opportunities to play matches here at home. But they kind of use that as a crutch at times. And I think that U.S. soccer should try and expand their horizons and play in unfamiliar places. When's the last time they played in Ecuador? It's been a long time. And they've played Ecuador here in the United States on several occasions. They've also played them, I believe, in Europe, but they haven't played them in Ecuador. They haven't played anybody in Ecuador in a long time. And the last time I believe they were in South America was in 2016 or 2015. And someone can check me on that, but it's been almost eight years. And by this point in 2024, it will have been nine years since we last saw the United States play a game in South America. The Copa America needs to stay in South America, and the United States needs to try and travel to be a part of that tournament. I think it'd be a great experience for our players. I think it'd be a great experience for us as fans to travel and see Ecuador and see us play against some of the best competition on this planet. It's arguably one of the best tournaments in the world. It's not CONCACAF Nations League, but it's close. But I, I, I joke, but I'm serious when I say that the United States should not try to have everything played here in the United States. They need to go on the road. They need to introduce themselves to household environments more than they are right now. We can't wait for World Cup qualifying in 2028 for them to go back on the road. They should go seek out some of these battles so they can test their players and make sure that they're ready for the pressure of hosting the World Cup on American soil. They, they don't get that done by hosting the Copa America here. Yes, they may get the competition. They don't get the added pressure going to Ecuador to face Brazil or Argentina or Colombia or, or Ecuador, whoever it's going to be. They're going to get that added bonus of having that pressure that they don't get on a regular basis. I think this is what they need to do. They, they need to go down there and they don't need to continually negotiate to bring someone else's tournament to our soil. That's not the answer. It may bring in a lot of money, but that's not what we're here for. We're here to prepare this team for the 2026 World Cup, prepare for the honor of being the host along with Canada and Mexico. And if we don't go, they can just call Canada or call Mexico and say, why don't you guys come instead? Canada and Mexico aren't going to say, we'll only go if you bring it to Mexico or Canada. 
Toronto is not trying to host Copa America. They just want to play in it. And I think the United States has to stop trying to negotiate to bring everything here. Let's go down there. Let's, let's do that test. Tests don't have to be done in the classroom at home. They can be done on the streets, on the road. They can be done anywhere. And I think this is a particular test that would be great for us to have. And I think it's better that we do it in South America. That is going to do it for episode 77 of the Stars and Stripes FC podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I know we covered a lot in a short period of time, but we will be back very, very soon. The women are playing this weekend in Columbus and Philadelphia. We will talk about that next week. But until then, keep it locked. Make sure you subscribe. Tell your friends. Rate, review. We love all of that. And if you have questions for the podcast, sssfcpodcast at gmail.com. Send them there. We will address them on future shows. So until next time, take care.